Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of the Three Things Podcast. It is Casey. I am alone. I did not book a guest this week, so I'm going to be doing a solo cast, and I'll get a little bit more into that here in a minute. But before we start the episode, I just want to talk about an event that I'm speaking at. You've, If you've been following this podcast, then you probably are very familiar with John Moljo. Well, John has a... Um, I should say like a secondary company to Team Moljo, but the Lab Fitness Consultants, and they are hosting a networking and professional growth seminar. This will be the third time that I've presented there. It's going to be on Saturday, May 11th at 10.30 in the morning. It's a one-day event right at his gym, Team Moljo, at Shrub Oak, New York. It is about... Uh, 45 minutes north of New York City. It's right near the Peak Skill train station, so it's pretty accessible if you're coming from the city or um, in the New England area. Um, again, join me, Neil, John, and uh, some other special presenters that he'll have there as well. And uh, it's going to be awesome because um, if, if you've listened to this podcast, you know I, I don't really promote a lot of anything. Um, I think this is probably the first like ad read that I've ever done before a seminar. But um, I talk a lot about strength action. I talk a lot about the lab because these are two uh, networking groups that are real. And they're real coaches with real problems talking about real situations and real solutions. So I think that brings some serious value. And, and I've said more multiple times on this podcast. This is about being real, candid, authentic, and not just kind of sitting on one side of the fence. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit before we get into the episode, and I did that. So let's get into the episode. Okay, it's just me. Let me settle in here. I've got my coconut, toasted coconut seltzer water. I've got two monitors staring at me. I'm in my own homemade studio. No guests this week. I kind of messed up, didn't read the calendar right. And I have a couple guests coming up that are going to be awesome, but made the mistake of not booking a guest for today. So it's me, solo cast, just Casey. And um, I'm going to follow the same kind of format I did with John Moljo on the 50th episode where I have three different situations that I want to talk through. Clearly talking by myself, which is super weird. Shout out to Colin Coward and some dudes that do like high profile radio and, and sports media radio by themselves in a room for multiple hours because uh, it's super weird talking into a microphone and just staring at your voice come up on a on a podcast recording screen. But anyway, back to topic talking about customer service. So this is something that I think about probably more than I should, but when you're in a service-based industry, I think it's definitely worth talking about just with anyone. Um, so before I get started, if you have any feedback from this episode, I'd love to hear it. Check it out at coachcaseylee.com or at coachcaseylee on Instagram, and let's have a dialogue about it. But so I've got three situations, and these are all things that have been pretty recent, you know, since the start of this year. And they're more so scenarios that I've just been a part of um, that have made me as kind of the, the consumer, the end user, the person in the situation feel very weird. Um, and it makes me think about how we run our gyms, um, or if you're in a different service-based industry and listen to this podcast, how you run your or whatever. You know, my mom has been on this podcast. She has a hair salon. Um, my brother and my dad are general contractors and again, service-based industries. So it's just something to be aware of. So similar to the John Moljo podcast, again, we're going to talk through three different scenarios um, and just kind of just kind of spitball from there. 
So the first one, and, and due to just maybe anyone locally listening to this, they'll, it'll be kind of anonymous as to where I was, but the first situation, I asked this on the Strength Faction Q&A last week, and it sparked some great discussion, which I'll recap here, but I was in the doctor's office and uh, was just kind of checking out and went up to the little checkout window, which is very obvious if you've been in any sort of, sort of uh uh, place or, or you know like there's a check-in check-out there's a reception area you walk up and and you either pay your bill or you know just kind of end the session so to speak so I walked up and I needed to get some paperwork my daughter's starting in daycare soon so I, I asked I said hey can I get um, a physician's report and the lady who was sitting at the window abruptly informed me that she couldn't help me because she was working on something else but the lady next to her could and then when I walked around the counter to get to the lady who could help me, she informed me that she was finishing up a project and had to, you know, just finish that before she could help me, which by all means, you got something on your plate, please do that. However, what was weird about it is that where both of these people were positioned is it made me think that they were willing and ready and able to help anyone who was either coming in or leaving the, their their office. So it was just, it was weird because I, I just kind of stood there and waited. And then the sheet of paper was printed from the nurse who, who we had earlier and, and she had the everything ready. I just had to be handed the piece of paper, but I didn't know. And it made me think about members when they come into our gym about just when they first walk in and, and there's a desk or there's someone standing there and, and they approach you, you know, you've got to take into consideration that they really don't know, whether it be the member or the person who's coming in, just, they don't know. So they're looking and genuinely looking for information, whether they walked in and they think they're in a certain spot and they're in the wrong spot, or whether they walk in and they're genuinely interested in your service or product, whatever's going on on the training floor, um, or if they just need a, a simple piece of paper or, or printout or something, you know, on a program, whatever it might be. But it was, it was just kind of an eye-opening experience as to just the very first step or the very last step in and out of a facility, what those are like, whether it be starting off on a good impression or leaving on a good impression, because I, I left there and my initial thought was, well, these people don't have their shit together. And when we're talking about the health of, of babies or the health of people, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's telling if you can't run just kind of the reception area, what are the doctors doing or how the doctors running or are they a representation of the doctors, whatever it might be. So it was kind of interesting and Todd Bumgarner in the Strength Faction Q&A when I asked this question had a really good answer. So shout out Todd Bumgarner. He said that people don't inherently want to suck, meaning they just don't want to be bad at what they do, but it is a byproduct of the systems that are in place. Um, it's a byproduct of the leadership that is around, available, uh, to the person who, whether it be through training or just continuously moving forward in their profession. And, and that really struck a chord because I think that for us, we spend so much time and us, I mean, the fitness industry, we spend so much time on training systems. We spend so much time on just making sure we're delivering a good service that we forget about the service before the service. And if it's a high school kid or a college kid seasonally working your front desk, if it is a coach who maybe is used to working in a one-on-one setting and talking training and now they have to answer a question about um, just kind of like what they walk in and what is this space whatever that might be and making sure that they are warm in that greeting and that they know what they're talking about and that they're not standoffish and that they have the answers and that there is a system in place to you know put down what they're currently doing and help um, and if you're in a situation where you ha are doing something that 
can't be put down, then maybe you shouldn't be positioned in an area where you're either the first person or the last person someone sees in their setting. Maybe you're in a private area filling out paperwork or whatever it might be, but that was something that was just kind of interesting about this different customer service situation. And what I would challenge everyone to do is just go into their facility on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning, whatever it might be, and uh, just talk to your staff about how things should operate when someone walks in and how things should operate when they walk out. So that way there is no awkwardness you know, in the approach or in the end of a session. So that was the first customer service situation. Let me get a sip of toasted coconut seltzer water. If you've been on this podcast, you know that I think that is the uh, the best seltzer brand or sorry seltzer flavor you can get. Bad radio, just took a drink. It is what it is. Get over it. Okay, the second one, and this is maybe interesting, and it kind of comes down into like a sales process type situation. So, um, I have been working with um, um, just uh, I'll say. Well, fuck it. I'll say it. So I've been looking into getting um, some life insurance. You know, I've got a kid, whatever it might be, and I'm, and I'm just, you know, wanting to make sure I put put everyone in, in a good position should some bad accident happen. So, okay, looking into life insurance, and I've spent some time and, and quoted um, – I spent some time with an agent and got a bunch of quotes on a bunch of different things. And, and basically, I am in a rare situation, and those in the fitness industry probably can can resonate a little bit, where I'm, I'm ready to buy. I'm just literally trying to find the right fit for me. And I equate it to the fitness industry as, am I looking for a program to follow, or am I looking for a little bit more of an investment than the program? And am I looking for... Um, you know, like some training sessions or be in a small group training program or whatever it might be, but I'm looking for the next step up. So I'm basically trying to decide between these two different products and one is a lesser version, maybe a little bit more inexpensive, but gets the job done. And one is a little bit more robust and, and, um, you know, is, is maybe not exactly what I wanted, but is something that kind of oversees what I want and offers a little bit more. So We've got those two different different products, and I do genuinely have some questions. Um, but it has been, gosh, probably a month and a half since I've met with that person, um, the agent I've been working with, and I haven't heard any follow up. And it's not that I, I I'm not grown up enough to reach out and have my questions. Um, answered. It's just that, like most people, it's not really top of mind awareness. It's something that's important to me. It's something I'm ready to do, but. Without someone to reach out and say, hey, can I help you with anything? Or, hey, do you have any questions? Or just a simple, hey, I know we met last week. I just wanted to see how you were feeling about everything and answer any questions. Just kind of the reminder, uh, because as we know, life operates 100 miles an hour. Um, If you are a new parent listening to this, then you know things operate at about 500 miles an hour um, for the first however many weeks, months, whatever. Um, And things just kind of get pushed onto the back burner as life goes on. So... It's a customer service situation that really got me thinking about how important it is to ask questions and to genuinely be available to people after you meet with them um, for the first time, whether it be in a consultation process, an assessment process, even a simple prospecting phone call, um, just to follow up and say, hey, is there any questions? I know it was a lot of information. Uh, or, hey, I know we talked about a couple different scenarios, but is there anything that I can answer for you or, or help you work through? And to actually be genuine in that. And and I think the, the awkward of this is that there just hasn't been that so it makes me really wonder you know what 
what the service is going to be like going forward. Um, you know, in the fitness industry, prospects are few and far between. I think that we all would say, hey, we need more leads. We need more prospects. We need more of this. But when you have someone who's ready to buy, ready to make a change, and is in that place in the behavioral change process, like, of, I know I need to do this. I need it to happen. But I'm kind of in my own way right now, and I need someone to help me work through it, that we, as service providers, need to make sure that we've got our shit together and that we're following up with these people. And just, again asking questions and helping them through any problems that they may have or any confusion they may have in the most genuine way possible. So um, it was just something that I've been thinking about again, like when we talk about different customer service situations, I'm not talking like, hi, this is so-and-so sales rep, you know, and and I want to tell you about our product. It's it's when people like come in and they have questions or if, if you're in a service-based industry and, and you do have to follow up with people, like just to kind of make sure you're doing it um, and you're doing it in a friendly manner. Uh, and so let me just get a little refresh here and I'll get into the, uh, the third thing. And this was actually me personally. So I was talking to our every Thursday in our gym, we do a new athlete assessment, apparent orientation. So basically people can come in we work primarily with children. Um, I manage a Parisi speed school and we have our new athletes come in and they kind of test the waters. They meet our coaching staff. They learn some of our foundational pieces of our program. So those would be the warm up or some of the assessment things that we run. They're going through that. The kids are literally doing the kid side of things. And then I talk to the parents for 45 minutes to an hour and kind of, you know, whether it be give them information on the program, answer questions, whatever it might be. We're, we're going through all of that. And there was a, uh, a mom of a kid who doesn't play sports. And the biggest thing we always kind of face in our, our gym is you have to be a hardcore jock to be a part of it. So um, the mom was kind of concerned that her son wasn't really going to fit in because he wasn't a quote-unquote athlete. Um, keep in mind, this is a 12 year old. He's definitely a very athletic individual. He just doesn't really like to play team sports. So I, you know, after I kind of gave the spiel to other parents, um, was talking to the, to the mom a little bit more. I said, you know, do you have any questions or concerns? I'd be happy to walk through any of them with you. And she was like, oh, well, I don't want to be a pain in your butt. And I don't want to be that parent, this and that. And I, I kind of looked at her and I knew we had, you know, 20 minutes to, to just kind of be here and talk. I said, no, you know, it's, it's totally understandable for parents with, of kids who maybe have had bad experiences with team sports or a kid that's trying to decide what sport he wants to do and doesn't really know and isn't really into anything to have some questions because clearly, you know, whether it be the kid or the parents have had a, a tough experience with other things in the past, this program can be viewed as something similar and, and they're just trying to avoid another tough experience. And I just kind of explained that to the mom and, and she looked at me, she's like, well, you know, I do have some questions and I, I just don't want to waste your time. And by no means is it a waste of my time. And I just, again, explained to her that it's my job to help her with questions. And just like our coaches who were with her son at the time, it's their job to help uh, her son with any questions that he may have. And I was just really surprised that I was the, the, the mom I was talking to, and this kind of maybe branches off to just people in general, when you do have questions, you know, kind of to like the first, uh, to, or sorry, to the second situation we just talked about. Um, if you do have questions, you know, you should, should voice them. And if, if you've ever been in a situation where you're not able to voice them, like you should really probably check out who and what and where and why you're, you're requesting that person's service. Um, 
you know, especially if in the world of fitness and, and strength training and, and things where you can dramatically mess yourself up um, or put yourself in, in less of a position to be successful, I think it really matters. And people who might not really know that, um, you know, can be hesitant. So, um, you know, on my standpoint, it was to make sure this this parent felt very comfortable and knew that this was the kind of service that they, they can expect going forward. Um, and if they have ever have any questions, they're obviously more than welcome to reach out. Um, but also kind of stemming from the two different scenarios that um, we talked about before this, um, whether it be at the doctor's office or with a, uh, the insurance agent, but making sure all of those systems and pieces are in place is incredibly invaluable because a lot of people come in and, and I'm in a unique situation where our customer are, is the parent. I'm talking to the, the parent, parents paying, the parents providing the service for their child, and then the, ch- the children, the kids, are actually consuming the product. So we almost have to have a double down system of how we present ourselves to the people coming into our facility, whether it be the person taking our training sessions or participating in our training sessions. And then we also have to have a secondary system for those that are kind of observing from afar because you know the parent or whoever's dropping off their, their kid, their, their younger sibling, or a grandparent they don't know and and if it is someone like a grandparent who's been in the facility maybe a handful of times to make sure that everything customer service wise is smooth and and they're able to be able to to know and feel that they can approach us as far as a a service provider answer questions so um, I don't know if any of these different scenarios really play a part in what you do Um, but again I would challenge everyone through the beginning of the week this week to just kind of look at how you interact with prospects with your current clients and just how many questions you do receive, how many questions um, you have the opportunity to answer for people. And and to say that your members don't have questions is silly. They definitely do. It's just a matter of if they feel comfortable asking them. Um, And that's something that I, I always kind of gauge with new prospects is how many questions are they asking or are they just give me the yes you know oh yeah no for sure yep yep i can do that yep 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 and that's something that i'm definitely aware of now and over the last couple months with these different scenarios happening it's it's been very eye-opening to make sure our staff is prepared and they have the tools needed to answer these questions that they have the lines and and almost script ready to kind of dialogue these conversations and get them started with members Um, all things that i would encourage you to look at with your own training systems, whether it be you as a personal trainer working independently, whether it be you as the manager or director of a facility, if you're a coach on the floor to make sure you know how to answer questions and start dialogue to prompt people you're working with to ask questions, it's it's important because I think it sets a, a level of comfort that people might not get in other avenues of their life and obviously adds to the service that you are indeed providing. So uh, that is the podcast for today. It is short. I'm looking at the clock and it's about 16-ish minutes. Um, but those are the three things for this week. Again, uh, solo cast, first one of the year, I think think I may have done one after a year of podcasting and that was last fall but um, second ever solo cast first one this year I hope you guys enjoyed it if you have any questions again you can reach out um, coachcaseylee.com or at coachcaseylee on Instagram Um, um, but thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you all next week